they sure, have no but movement. it sounded like that thing was just swinging around. <laughs> well, for all intents and purposes, oh, before they're blooded, it is just swinging around. Like, there's no purpose to it. They don't even oh, well, pee with sure. it. <laughs> sure, but, like, I was just imagining things, like, <laughs> it's just taking off, flying. <laughs> <laughs> like a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. to another episode of Romance and the Monsters. I'm M. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. And this week we read Dark Desires After Dusk by Cressley Cole, the sixth book in the um, Immortals After Dark series. And our oh, first demon. Seth. Oh yeah, first demon too. <laughs> I got thoughts about that. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I'm excited. First, what is the book about, Seth? All right, so we've met Cade since Mariketta's book. He is a rage demon, and the book starts off, like, you know, it's, it's good. Anyways, <laughs> the book starts off with um, a flashback, and we see Cade's adoptive family massacred, um, and he promises his brother Rydstrom, who was the king of <clears throat> their... I guess, section of demons or species of demons, he was their king, but because of Cade not being there to protect the kingdom, he lost it to the big sorcerer, um, Omort. And so since then, Cade has promised his brother that he will restore his kingdom to him at whatever cost. Um, and then you find out that Cade and Rydstrom are looking for a vessel who is a woman who will carry a child who could be the epitome of good or bad depending on who the father is, which <laughs> I think this concept is so bizarre to me, but you know what? It's yeah. fantasy. Um, Just go yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways. We need a baby at all costs. Right? <laughs> I totally forgot that plot point in the story. I was surprised. I was shocked, yeah, to be honest. Right? I wasn't expecting yeah, it. The same. The baby? Yeah. yeah, just the baby plot. Yeah. Like, we need to get this woman impregnated I know. immediately. What? <laughs> okay. It's so interesting. Um, because, obviously, um, if it was the epitome of goodness, um, that'll help with the accession, with the, the good side of the war. Um, but, obviously, if it was on the bad side, um, that would be their greatest, their greatest weapon. But, anyways, Cade is hired and Rydstrom are hired by um, Groot. So not like the tree, but like, you know, Groot as in Omort's brother, <laughs> yeah. who is another powerful sorcerer. But he wants the, uh, the child that will come from the vessel to be obviously the epitome of evil. Um, so we find out that um, Groot will offer them a sword because he's like this magical sorcerer that can forge weapons. He will create for them a weapon that will destroy Omort. Um, and the only thing Cade has to do is give up his mate, who happens to be Holly. Holly is a professor <laughs> who has OCD. Um, she has been struggling with it for a long time. And it's something that she basically manifested herself um, because she's trying to restrict herself from getting out of control. And then later on you find out when she gets kidnapped by rogue demons who wants to, like, they literally want to sacrifice her. Well, they put her on as, like, a, a like a stone table, and they're, they literally were all going to rape her. Like a sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literal human sacrifice. Yeah. But, like, they're about to have sex with her. Well, rape her. Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yes. It should be called what it is. Yeah. Rape. And she's like, nah, uh this is not happening. And then our girl turns into full Valkyrie. Yes, ma'am. And then that's when you find out that she, you know, yes, she is a vessel, but she's also the Valkyrie. Like, she's a Valkyrie. And that means 
that our boy Cade can finally touch his mate because since she was human beforehand, Mm -hmm. it is against the rules. He can get it now. To be with a human. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he saves her from the vampires because the vampires are coming. Um, Obviously, they can't impregnate her because, you know, they don't got any movement, you know, where things happen. (laughs) Um, They want to kill her because they don't want her child to be evil. Or like, I don't got any movement. It <laughs> <laughs> don't go up. Sorry. Like, they sure, have no but movement. it sounded like that thing was just swinging around. <laughs> well, it, it, for all intents and purposes, Sorry. before they're blooded, it is just swinging around. Like, there's no purpose to it. They don't even oh, well, pee with sure. it. <laughs> sure, but like, I was just imagining things like. <laughs> It's just taking off, flying. <laughs> like a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. <laughs> My brain went somewhere. <laughs> oh, gosh. How do I even continue from that? Um, yeah, so um, can't be touched by a vampire because they wouldn't want to anyway. So they, uh, yeah, so they, they want to kill her um, because they don't want a baby to be produced from the vessel and so that's when holly finally meets kate for the not for the first time but she met him a year ago um but this is the first time that she's seen him as a demon the first time that she's experienced the lore um and yeah so their journey starts from there where he is tasked with bringing her to groot um for the sword but obviously he's met his female his intent like his mate so for him it's a real struggle even though he had promised his brother. Little, yeah, little did we know, this book is a road trip book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another shocker I was not expecting. Let's get into what we think of the book. S. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, nothing bad. I loved it. I feel like these, uh, Holly, and, yeah, Holly and Kaden were one of my favorite couples. Yeah. <laughs> More than wow. Bowen and Mary Kedda? No, no, no. Let's not go that far. Okay. But close. Okay. Oh, close. <laughs> yeah. More than Mist and Nikolai? Yeah. I think so. <gasps> but I, I'm not mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not mad. This is fine. <laughs> Though I will say that it kind of, I don't know about you girls, but it felt a little like the story dragged. I don't know if it's because yeah. of the road trip or I, I, I really enjoyed their moments together. But when it got uh-huh. to where they had a fight and teach her how to uh what is it teach her how to like the the week that they that they spent at that like cabin yeah no, that... I, I like the moments that they had together but when it came okay. to like the moments where she had to learn how to fight um, oh yeah where he had to go off and find out information about Groot and where his location was his address like it kind of I was just kind of bored a little bit yeah okay I can see that yeah, yeah. but I love them I love the demons. I love, I love Cade. Cade is so much fun. Yes, he he so is fun so much too. fun. He is. He's by far the funniest. Yeah. Like okay, so like say Nix. Nix is not trying to be funny, but she's funny. Yeah. But yeah. Cade is like trying to be funny, and he's very yeah. funny. <laughs> like by far the funniest male character. My favorite, my favorite scene for him, like comedy wise, was when they were sparring in the hotel room and Holly's literally damaging the whole room. And then the cops knock on the door and he's like, dude, (laughs) someone's going to jail (laughs) or something like that. I I think one of my favorite lines of his, and I don't even think it's that funny, but like the delivery in the audiobook was like, the square root of fuck all is so fuck all. She calls him a uh, cradle, cradle rubber. Yeah. yeah. Like, because she's a baby compared to him. She's like, you're stealing babies, you weirdo. <laughs> I loved him. They were, they were pretty, pretty funny. But no, I also loved when he was, um, oh my gosh, I don't remember now what it was. Oh, when he's like, um, gods, I love it when you talk mathy to me. Like, yes. yes. He's so funny. He has such great one-liners. And he was very, um... What should I say? Um, understanding. You know how she has OCD? Like oh, very yeah. He was also... Oh, I love that about him. Yeah. 
how much like he understood that yes. she needed food that comes in a wrapper and like in threes yeah. and it's just oh. and when he like changed like, her lenses for her glasses to be clear because yes. he knows that they're a sense of comfort yes. I was like top like he's boyfriend of the year yeah like so okay. cute he's so he's so rough around the edges mm-hmm. like he's he doesn't hide what he thinks and he's very like you know I don't know how to explain it, but he's just, he kind of can come off as, like, rude Mm -hmm. sometimes. But, like, it's so funny, and, like, he's so affectionate and attentive to what his partner needs that, like, you completely forget, you know, how sometimes he says things that you're like, oh, okay. But (laughs) that was a little mean. But Holly wasn't a pushover, I feel like. She was No, no, and she liked it. She was pushing right back. She was just as rude with him as he was with her. I loved it. Yeah, I loved (laughs) Holly's character. Anyway, sorry, Marge, you didn't say your opinion on the story first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I loved this book yeah. a lot as well. Like, a lot. Um, like I said, it was just so funny. The humor was absolutely on point. And I do think it was needed at this point in the series. Um, I The road trip aspect of it did not bother me which is kind of surprising because it's not actually one of my favorite tropes at all I don't really go for road trip books usually um but I liked it a lot I I can't necessarily say that I found it dragged but I can definitely say like that I I can pinpoint where you thought it kind of started mm-hmm. going there yeah um but I I liked the ending I, I loved that you know in the end she saves herself pretty much like I mean throughout the whole book really like he's, he's kind of just there yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just hanging around yeah. waiting for <laughs> whatever like he's just yeah. you, you want to go there we're going especially like when he lost his hands and burnt half his body yeah so I don't know I I I, I loved Holly too I feel like we talk about Kate but like I loved yeah. her too like she I loved her progression as a character how she went from someone who's so stuck up and um you know doesn't let herself be who she truly is like I loved that aspect of her I thought it was so relatable Mm-hmm. And how she slowly comes out of her shell and, and discovers who she is and who she wants to be. And she's slowly like, fuck that life I had. <laughs> like, that ain't me. Yeah. Like, I just absolutely adored her. Yeah. And yeah, in the end, like, it was it was a really fun ride of a book. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, um, as I said, this is my second time reading it. Um, I enjoyed their relationship I enjoyed like their humor their banter their like they were just really cute and like well matched and as you said Holly's like Holly's journey was like the true journey of like a hero like the true journey of like finding oneself and I just I loved where she ended up like she was such a great character my one huge pet peeve of this book and it's something that I remember the first time I had an issue with as well was that despite Tim being an asshole Despite, you know, her not really recognizing that it was a, like a romantic relationship, in her mind, he was still her boyfriend. And she still cheated on him by deed. And you all know that is a trope I dislike. I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> <fucked> him. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck him. Fuck him. Oh, no, no, I know. But I feel like, <laughs> no, I hated him too. And like, you know, that's just like he was an awful person. And, like, I felt like him being the person that was stealing her work kind of was an easy cop-out for her not to feel guilty for what she did. Um, but, like, even if he was the most cruelest, like, awful person, like, at least in, in her head, he was still monogamous to her. Like, he wasn't with anyone else. So, for me, it was like, I know I sound like an annoying person, but, like, for me, she still cheated on him, despite him being evil. She didn't know he was evil when she first started. Can I say, though, that... I personally loved the fact that she realized that she didn't want Tim anymore and what he represented before. Not only was that before realizing she truly wanted Kate in her life, which I appreciated because that would that was her making a decision purely for herself and not yeah. because she just wanted Kate. It was no, actually, I I deserve better. Yeah. Not only was it before that, but I loved that she came to that realization before um the big discovery of what tim really was like that's true his true self i love that it wasn't like some kind of realization because oh my god he's been an asshole actually 
I deserve better. It was like, no, actually, you know what? I deserve passion in my life. I deserve to feel desired and wanted. Um, I love that. I just, I thought that was really important. I was holding on for that to happen and it did. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so relieved. No, and I was grateful it did. But it's like, I'm just annoying. But it's like, I just felt like she needed to at least tell Tim that actually, you know what? I'm better off without you and all this other, like, just everything. And just, like, I don't know. I just didn't like the way that was handled. Because, like, yes, at the end of the day, Tim was an evil person. Tim wasn't the love of her life. He didn't have any passion. Like, he was just, he was literally uh, just a friend. Um, And I think she was mainly holding on to Tim because she wanted to hold on to her human life. And that's the only reason why he was still in her life until she found out, actually, he's an asshole. Um, but yeah, that was just one thing I didn't really care for in this book. But I did like that that was dropped early on in their sexual relationship. And like, like I guess earlier on in their progression of their relationship as well. Um, so I could easily forget about Tim. <laughs> her um, denial of her true self was so interesting to me. Like... Like, in the last episode when we were talking about, um, well, not technically the last one, but the one before then, um, Mary Ketta. Like, yeah. I said, oh, I love how Mary Ketta was never afraid of her darker self. Mm-hmm. Um, she just embraced it from the beginning. And I thought that this, with Holly, it was kind of the opposite. Like, that was her one big fear. And, and she really became someone else in order to push away who she was. Like, that was just so... That was just so interesting to me. I really liked that. Well, I think it's different for Mary Ketta because she had her family. She had the witch's support. No, no, I'm not comparing the two. No, 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 I know. I like like the difference. Like, you get one that's very open to it, and then the other one, you get, like, the repercussions, really, of not accepting who you really are, like, of pushing it away. Like, she became a shell of herself. Yeah, and I think that's, like, it's obviously, like, she just, she was scared of who she was she almost killed a person as they were trying to have sex like it's just she's she was afraid of her valkyrie traits and that's also due to the fact that she didn't know anything about valkyrie she didn't know anything about the lore and like as she slowly started discovering herself she realized i'm actually badass i'm amazing and yeah i just loved her character that's actually really reminiscent of sebastian that's true. How he was afraid of himself yeah. around women because of how of, of who he was and what he was and his body and his, you know, strength. And, and it was the same thing with her. Like, she was afraid to be with men because it, you know, turned out really badly before. And yeah. I just, yeah. I just want to give him a hug that you just brought up Sebastian. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little Sebastian. I feel like we forget about him. I know. Oh, I know. He's yeah. like a sweetheart. He deserves all the love. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Um, can we talk about Nyx in this book? Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, this oh, my God, Nyx. <laughs> she just gets better and so better, much. I feel like. She's right? so she funny. Does. She's her car full of sand. Yeah. <laughs> she just always dying. <laughs> like, where the hell? Like, you would think she, like, literally came back from, like, the desert with that yeah. car. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> she was so great. She was- she was a hoot in this book. She was very funny. I'm going to be so sad if she doesn't get a book. I'm going to be really mad too, but I'm pretty sure she will. Like, I think she'll be the last book. The author had said in an interview like a few oh. years ago that her book will be the last yeah. book. Interesting. Oh, I mean, yeah. it makes sense, right? Like, she's pretty much the, um, the fairy the godmother. master of this entire series. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's the one holding the strings, making sure that everyone falls into place where she wants them to fall into yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. She's she's the grandmaster. I love her. She deserves to have the grand finale. Yeah. I agree. And I love, like, even though, like, at this point, like, Holly felt like she was betrayed by Nyx because, like, of her not telling her the full truth. It's like, as you said, Nyx is the grandmaster. She knew that Holly would not have given herself to Cade. She would not have trusted Cade and probably would not have even went further with Cade if she knew the truth of what was going to happen. Obviously, because who would want to trust Cade after knowing the truth? Um, so yeah, she is a grandmaster and she's like literally, ha- she has all these chess pieces in place and she just knows when to play them. She's just, I love her and I love her love for demon horns. The amount yes. of time she mentioned them in this book. <laughs> she's obsessed with yeah. demons. 
She really is. I hope she stays with the demon, to be honest. If there's like a love interest for her. Some, some I don't horrible. remember who. Um, sorry, oh, what you species. You remember, girl. You just don't want to <laughs> say who it is. I don't believe you. I don't remember what a species sure. was. No, to be honest, sure. I. Shut up, Marge. I'm being serious. <laughs> Wait, so there is mention of someone for her? Yeah, I mean, well, it's who people think. People really think this guy is her mate. But we haven't we haven't come across, right? No, I think she said it was in um in a sweet ruin. Mm. I think yeah, that's when you get your first real, like, view of them. But um, I think they're mentioned maybe a few books earlier. I don't really remember. <laughs> I feel like this book. I feel like this book started a new era of this series if that makes sense like I feel like you're starting like you it was like we were like exploring a whole new side of this world does that make sense like it I feel like I'm slowly starting to see where this is going to go or where it's going to go next because I have to say that after Naomi's book I was like okay well where are we going now you Mm -hmm. know yeah I feel like this do you think it was because um the demons were introduced like it's more partly yeah but also like the um, omar like his whole storyline which does play a book uh, what does play a big part in this book but also very much in the next one um so i don't know i feel like yours you're i mean isn't it crazy that six books in, well, seven books in, we're still discovering new species in this freaking world? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't end. It doesn't no, end. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The next one, you're meeting new people. And then the, the one after that, the one I just started, you're meeting new people again. Like, mm-hmm. it's just nonstop. It's so fun. Yeah. And the amount of different species, like, in this world is crazy. And I'm not overwhelmed by it. Like, I just think she does such a good job of, like, incorporating all of them and all the different characters and all the different dimensions of worlds. Because, like, even in this book, they mention different realms. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Whoa. I didn't. They did? Well, yeah, because um, Rydstrom's kingdom is on a different, like, it's on a different dimension. Um, can I just say that I was right about Wrightstrom's accent being South African? Thank you very much. Oh, really? You were. Yeah. yeah. His kingdom <laughs> is set in South Africa. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> March. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel about him in that in in this book? In in like in relation to Kate, obviously, and like that feud. All right, let's or- take it away would it be considered a feud i don't know but that that whole situation okay so you know how i felt with the whole situation with um who was the last character conrad um and naomi right yes so so i felt like rydstrom was a little bit too harsh in the sense that how he blamed cade about his kingdom getting taken away and blaming him for it because he didn't yeah. he didn't come yeah. back when 100% he, had, agree. he was called um, I think it's another case of perspectives. Yeah. Like, you get Cade's perspective in this book. You get how he felt about the whole thing. And, like, he's very justified. Like, I'm I'm with you on mm-hmm. um, Rydstrom being way too harsh on him mm-hmm. for something. Like, he never could have stopped it. However, Rydstrom doesn't know that. And, and I do think it makes for an interesting... Um, thing especially for Wrightstrom's book where this is something he needs to come to terms with he needs to understand that like that's a big part of his character development is understanding like Cade couldn't have done anything it's not his fault and I just like how she's not afraid to make her characters flawed Mm -hmm. make her characters sometimes even not liked for a little while and then she's like well actually I know you don't like this character right now but here's why I think you should still care for them. Here's a different perspective. Perspective. Here, here's like I just I love how she's not afraid to do that. You know, I I think it's no, and I agree. Complex. Yeah, I agree, and I think she does a good job of making you understand Caden, understand that, you know, he was sent away as a young boy to this family who became his family, and of course he didn't want to leave the family he found and the family that loved him for everything that he was. 
to go back to a cold palace with like people who he doesn't they don't he doesn't acknowledge him as his family and I think she does a really good job of showing his perspective like you said different perspectives like with everything that went on with Sebastian and Nikolai and Conrad and Murdoch that was all about perspectives and understanding all of their you know their flaws and everything that they've thought about the whole situation about being turned against their will and like Nikolai's guilt and everything else uh, like surrounding that and I think with um Rydstrom and Cade we don't know at least yet what Rydstrom's feelings were about everything that went on so like you said I think Cressy Cole is a master at showing different perspectives and showing different sides of characters and their thought processes how did you feel about Cade hiding his reasons the whole book like hiding the truth about what was going on with Ulmort and the the sword and like not telling her that he's going to come back and you know he, he, the whole, I feel like the, the deceiving yeah I feel like he should have been a little should have been honest I feel like a little bit but he couldn't be honest because remember well, Groot I mean, could read minds been... oh that's yeah. true so Groot would have known right. that she knew um couldn't he have told Nyx, like, had Nyx be more involved, especially towards the end? Nyx well, knew, Nyx though. Nyx is rarely involved. She knew, but to kind of give Holly, like, a heads up, like, you know, I but know, she couldn't come up with some type of plan. But that's just not who Nyx is. Yeah. Nyx just tells you tells you whatever and expects you to understand yeah. perfectly what she just said and you yeah, completely misinterpreted yeah. and she's just gone the rest of the book and then she's like oh that, that's what you thought yeah. I said <laughs> sorry like, no she's that person that like starts a fire and then just watches it and then yeah. just doesn't give you any tools to put it out that's Nyx that's her like her character right now <laughs> yeah and I you know we, we were talking about perspectives and I think this book this is another thing that this book did it kind of gave you a different perspective of the valkyries again yeah they weren't i mean they weren't enemies in this book they weren't either like so stifling like the first book but it definitely gave you like a different perspective because holly is not part of them really but they want her to be and i don't know i loved how she didn't trust them that was a a first I, i guess so far um, well, yeah, I mean, at that point, she was burned by Nyx, and she's like, well, the Valkyrie, I mean, how can yeah. I trust them? Um, but for me, I think the whole plot of him not telling her, I mean, like, you know, he talks about it from the beginning. His guilt is his driving force. It's what's um, leeching out the joy of the, po- like, the possibility of having his mate. He just, he knows he can't have that because he's known as a black sheep of his species. He's known as, like, a failure in his brother's eyes, in his kingdom's eyes. He, like, his guilt is so strong and overpowering that he really didn't see any way out of it. And, like, he needed to be restored in his brother's eyes. And it's just, it's a tough situation. And, like, Holly's a strong woman. Like, to forgive him for what he, like, for what he did, she's a strong woman. I don't know. I just, like, I think it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow as Holly um, to realize that, of course, like, he didn't put the sword above her. It was, he would, thought he could get both at the same time. He can get the girl and the sword. We know that didn't work out the yeah. way he wanted it to. <laughs> well, and turns out she didn't need him to begin with. So. I know. Our girl got it done without the man. <laughs> <laughs> she really did. She was so badass, though, with the Wendigo. She was. Yeah. I love her. I love her. Like, Valkyrie, Holly was amazing. Can we just briefly mention how disgusting it is that Groot was having sex with a reanimated body oh I wanted to barf I was like ew <laughs> when he's like you know um I have needs up here it or gets lonely like around yeah. here yeah ew I'm like ew. <laughs> ew and they all smell and he puts his oh. little in there Oh, why did you have to bring it up? I hated every second of it. Did you did you mention that Omar was the previous baby? No, I did not. I thought that was interesting. How he can't have her because he was the previous baby. He was like the demon child that came from the last vessel. um, What is it called? Vessel. Vessel. Yeah. (sighs) 
So like we actually had an example of why we don't want this to happen again. Do you think, okay, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think the baby that's going to come, because our girl is pregnant, by the way, first baby of the series. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, do you think he's going to be evil or good? Oh, good. Good. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think... Though I wouldn't be opposed to an evil baby, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't be either, but, like, Cade is such a sweet soft boy, but also a badass. Yeah. Um, but he's still a noble yeah. man. Um, he was so afraid. I know. He was so afraid of, like, his baby coming out evil. Would be evil, yeah. But I'm like, boy, no. You're the opposite of evil. <laughs> Like, if it was Lothair's baby, maybe that'll give you a pause. But I mean, hey, no. Do we get to see the baby, like, throughout the series? Like, do we get to see, do we witness the pregnancy? I don't think so. I think that's why I forgot Holly even got pregnant to begin with. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't even know, to be honest, like, the time period of the story like does it take years for it to happen or are they all happening around the same time like I'm rereading it with you guys and it's honestly I'm seeing it again with fresher eyes because I haven't read Kate's book since I read it the first time which was years ago Ridestrom is going to be the same thing when I picked that one up I haven't read that one since the first time I read it did you guys catch when um <laughs> the Valkyries come for Holly and Regan is there, and she's trying to, like, attract Holly to her with <laughs> hand wipes. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I got hand sanitizer. Yeah. Regan is so funny. I love that. I can't wait for her book. Her book is yeah. so good. I love her book. I don't know who it was that said, like, oh, the school mom is, is calling the demon a buzzkill. <laughs> it's like, that is so the dynamic of Holly and that Kate, the yeah, school mom, yeah. and the buzzkill. <laughs> and then I love when, like, that's when um, Holly was like to Kate, you're really dating yourself. Like, now you sound like an old, yeah. la- like old man. <laughs> yeah. I also wanted to talk about... Um, we know what happened to Rydstrom. He got captured by Sabine. But then at the end of the book, we see Rydstrom, um, obviously, you know, with just jeans on. And he's been doing something freaky. And you hear Sabine from somewhere in the house. Um, but then we see, like, how nonchalant he is about um, Cade bringing the sword. He's just like, okay, I got other things on my mind. Well- Rydstrom had a lot of other things on his mind at that point. No, I know. (laughs) I know. But, like, if you're putting yourself in Cade's mind... First of all, can we just talk about how insane the setup for the next book was in this one? I was vibrating in my seat. I was like, oh, my God. I was not expecting that for Rydstrom at all. I'll, I'll be straight up honest. I wasn't even excited for his book until this one. Okay. And then I was like, oh my god, is she going to go there? And I was like, is this going to set me up for something? And then I start the book and it's like completely different. It was not my friends. Not but did you like it? <laughs> did you like his book? Did we you? can't know yet. Just just blink twice if you liked it, Marge. Blink twice. I'm blinking three times for hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, as how did you like that setup? Are you intrigued by um, Rydstrom and Sabine? Like, what were your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've been excited for his book since he was introduced. And Really? Kind of, you and, liked him since yeah, that? Bowens. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. I'm excited to see this whole switch with his character. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, back to my original question before Marge just yes. said to talk yes, about that. Sorry. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was too exciting not to talk about. <laughs> but no, I love that she was like screaming from somewhere upstairs. Um, I loved it. And then Kate was like, what the hell is going on? Like, is that Sabine? It was funny. Anyways. Yes, my- sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question was, um, yes. what were your thoughts on Rydstrom's, like, nonchalance about finally having the sword that can destroy Omor? Like, what were your thoughts about it? Because that was been, whoa, I can't speak. That has been the uh, driving force of Rydstrom and Cade they want to get revenge and that's the main reason why Rydstrom and Cade's relationship is so strained but at the end he didn't really seem to care what do you think us 
I don't know. You didn't have a reaction at all? I I was pissed. Yeah, but I feel like, I don't know. I was so angry. I was very disappointed in in Rydstrom. Me too. I was like, are you kidding me? We've we've gone through all of this. Holly nearly died, was nearly raped a couple times. Like she's almost got a spike thrown in her head. We don't know that yet. Yeah, Yeah, like We've gone through all of this. My boy Kate is nearly drowned or whatever. And and now you don't care. No, he brings you the freaking sword and you're like, oh, okay, thanks. And it's like, but I, I do think Cade, like from his POV, he does say like, oh, I can see my brother is going through it. Yeah. He did. <laughs> like he could see he wasn't himself. No, he did. So... And he did acknowledge that. But it's also like, yeah, Rydstrom knew that like Cade would have to lose his mate in order to get the sword. So I get it, you know, his mind's preoccupied and like he seems to be going through some shit. But it's just like for Cade, it must have felt like the ultimate betrayal that like my brother didn't care. Like it just broke my heart because I was so angry because I fell in love with Cade in this book. And it's just like the ultimate betrayal from his brother. The thought that the sword wasn't enough. Sure. But to to sustain a series this long, doesn't that make a lot of sense like, oh yeah 100 percent. things going and like oh yeah doesn't mean i can't be mad for kate sure <laughs> no i was mad too but also but, yeah. i was just like oh my god is sabine in that house no he's oh, yeah he's all gone he's gone dark <laughs> i know <laughs> rice has gone dark <laughs> no i know and it's it, like his book was exciting um, but no, I'm just like, for me, that was just my thought process because I know what Kate had, like had gone through and how much they wanted that sword, but he was preoccupied. He was, you know, held down by other things. But you don't think there was like understanding in a way? Oh, Kate oh, yeah, understood. Right. Yeah. From Kate. You yeah. Know, from yeah. Kate's he understood that his like brother Kate. was, you know, not himself. But he also felt like sort of complete in a way for Cade because then he had done what he wanted to do. And yes. now he was sort of free, free. from it. Yes. In a sense. Like he could just go on and live his life and cut off his own oars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that he's able to grow them back. I was, I was a little, so I sad think I would have like, she was like, what did you yeah. do? <laughs> the horns are sexy and we didn't even talk about think- them. I think that's what got me, gave me more of a reaction when I found out that he cut his horns. I'm just like, no, not the horns. That must have hurt him so much because think about how sensitive they are. That must have killed. I I did not even think about that. Oh my God, you're so right. And he was even willing to keep doing it every few months. Okay, so my question is, if Cade can cut off his own horns, why is it that Wrightstrom's is not growing back? Like he has one of them that's, that's broken, right? Yeah. I think it was um it was cut off before his transition. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. A lot of sense actually. Yeah. You're probably right. Okay. Can I admit something? Yes. <laughs> you want horns <laughs> on a man? Yeah. Y'all, I don't know who I prefer anymore. Vampires or demons? Ah! Really? <laughs> I'm really into the demons. Yeah. They got that something. Like I feel like they're a good mixed a good mix between werewolves and and vampires in a weird way like i don't know but they're just i don't know there was something about them guys i don't know i'm confused now for me it's the horns (laughs) i love i love a good horn play scene and girl she really took her her demon by the horns (laughs) yeah girl (laughs) another thing i want to talk about um this was the first we're talking about horns no but no yes 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 (laughs) But this was the first book where the girl um, takes control when it comes to, like, the first time where they have sex, right? Oh, yeah. She was one of the first ones. Yeah, I would say so. Like, where she was, like, okay, okay with it, like, do me already. And everybody else True. was just kind of, like, push and pull. I agree. Right? Actually, no. Naomi. Naomi took the took the lead on that she one, She took control? Too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I would say also Mist and Kaudorin sort of had the like the upper hand in their first not 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 the first sex scene but like the first make out hot and heavy scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Kaudorin and Mist both had the upper hand in those ones, but you're probably I don't know. Maybe Naomi. Yeah. Maybe Naomi. Naomi might have been the only one, but I think it wasn't it was only because Conrad was scared about hurting her. 
But in this situation, like, Holly And he was really, a virgin, too. Our boy Kate, Kate is not. Not Kate a virgin, a, no. Holly was, Kate, Kate but she still knew what she wanted and, like, sure. took her demon by the horns. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Guys, it was so hot. The horn, the horn scene, I couldn't handle. Yeah. I know. I Who would have thought? I kind of want to say that this book had some of the hottest sex. No, I agree with that. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, like, remember the scenes from Warlord, which were very hot. Like, up till this point, that was the hottest for me. Um, But I do think, I do think this book had had great scenes. Yeah, I, I agree. I do. Yeah, no, I agree, and I the, think... The demons, guys. It's the demons? <laughs> they, they turn red. They turn into literal Satan. <laughs> I know! I and then it. their face gets more, like, you know, structured. And, and I was just picturing... The book. Guys, you know, do you remember um, on Twitter, I said that I was really attracted to the demon Lucifer from the show? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if you remember it. And yeah. I literally, that's what that was what I was envisioning with Cade going full demon, but minus the wings. And I'm like, finally, this is like good monster sex. This is monster monster. And yeah, I love monster it. sex. You're right. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. So my, my fantasy was fulfilled. 110%. Yeah. I'm very pleased with this. <laughs> But, oh my gosh, we didn't mention, and I, I'm pretty sure that was really loud. Um, what are your thoughts on Dash? The on demon Dash. pirate guy. Oh, is that the friend? No, Dash, uh, the, the guy from the, the demon par- pub. Where she sat on his lap, and they exchanged numbers, and got her drunk? Mm-hmm. At the sand bar? Yeah. <laughs> no. Where he, he was so funny. Where uh, Kate went to go talk to in what is it? In yeah, he got her drunk on Demon Brew. Yeah. Oh my god, I imagine to be yeah. Like, I, he was really old in my head. Is he not old? Like, are you saying that because he he's someone's like love interest at one point? Is he? I want. I need him to get a book. Like, I need oh, that demon really? to get a great book. I love him. I was. Yes. I was imagining some old man. No, I'm picturing this hot oh, pirate. He has a like pirate yeah. voice. Maybe and I was, it was just picturing maybe, a maybe hot it was pirate. a case of like um it was probably a case of the the audiobook narrator making his voice sound older than it maybe. is so me getting the impression that he was. Anyway, why do you want him to get a book? And who do you want because, it to be? Because spoiler, he's in a lot mm. of other stories and he's great. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm lukewarm about it for now. What do you I'm think? Sure that will change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I wouldn't mind reading about him. I liked him. I thought he was funny. Like he really didn't leave a lasting impression on you at all. No, mm. I forgot about him. I'm sad. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking about the friend, oh. the demon friend. See, he didn't leave an impression on me. Is he is he a fire demon? Smoke. Demon. Is it rock? Rock? Smoke demon? Rock demon? No, that's no. Name. His no, name's Rock. rock. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like a rock demon. No, that's his name. <laughs> rock on what? <laughs> so there's a lot dork. of different types of demons, right? The flame demon, the rage yeah. demon. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's so like many the, types. The, what is it? The so demoness, demoness, or whatever it's called. Demoness. Which I feel like in a previous podcast. We weren't sure if demoness were a thing, but they are a thing. They definitely are. Yes. Which I I don't know if that happens later on in the series, but I would love to see a, an actual demon demon pairing, because I'm intrigued. Yeah, there hasn't been um, a same species romance. Like I don't think in terms of like what we've read so far, and I don't think there has been one even in the books that have released. Well, because probably just because it doesn't make sense for what the purpose of making these pairings is. Yeah. No, I agree. Like pairing up for the war. But, well, no, I'll leave that to next episode. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But also, um, we didn't even talk about, um, like, not only was Cade 
feeling guilty about, you know, losing the kingdom and also the guilt of having to give Holly up, but also his guilt of killing Naomi. Like, that was still, like, a big part yeah. of, like, his personality and, like, his drive to do better. Like, it yeah. honestly broke my heart. Like, Naomi's fine. And he didn't even know. I know. But that's why, why didn't they tell him? That's what confused me a little. Why didn't they well, tell him? Well, because they don't talk. Conrad, the vampires, I don't think they really talk to the demons. No. And well, uh, Nick didn't lie. Birthday. Nick said that she was dead. Like, Nick's what you doing, girl. <laughs> and wouldn't Mariquetta? Aren't they friends, too? Well, they kind of are through the ladies, through the Valkyries and the witches, for sure. But I, I still think it's not like an easy relationship between vampires and, and demons. Like, they're new to this, I think. And I think you're referring to Kate and Mariquetta's friendship. I don't think they're, like, close. Like, I think when they see each other, they'll be like, oh my gosh, Kate, how are you doing? What's up? But I don't think, yeah. like, they confide in each other. And I think Nixon tell him the truth that, you know, Naomi is alive because she needed it to play out the way it did. She needed Holly to, like, actually embrace herself. Because sure. that would not have happened if um, Kate had gotten Naomi and gotten the truth out of Conrad. I love... When it's the big battle, she's, like, uh, Holly is, like, against Groot or whatever. Like, he's about to, to like, throw her off, the, off the, the building or whatever. Like, she's about to fall or something. And, um, or is it when she's battling the, like, zombies look like things? <laughs> anyway, she says, and I love that line, she says, Furies are predators. Valkyries are warriors. I am both. And I was like, that yeah. is the cheesy line yes. in like every superhero movie. But I, I was here for it. <laughs> I was like, yes, It was girl. empowering for her. I have that line saved. I it was so important for like the monster discussion, which I think we'll probably get into now. Because like I felt like that was her struggle. Her monster, in fact, was her, you know, her fear of letting go, the fear of accepting who she was and who she is as a person. But, like, once she finally accepted that she is Valkyrie and also Fury and also human, she became amazing. She was, like, she massacred those Wendigos. She massacred the demon that was trying to kill Kate in her. She was amazing. Yeah, she embraced Like, for it. me, that's what I thought her monster it was. Well. It was the fear of, you know not being in control yeah oh for sure for sure agreed um and then for Cade, i do think that okay so this was i would say the least angsty book so far in the series um and i do think a lot of it has to do with Cade's humor but i do think his humor actually hides a lot of insecurity yes um, you know, it's said that um, at, at one point in the book, it said that he started making fun of like mocking people that are good at math and like mocking things like that. And it was only because he wasn't educated himself and he felt less than and not good enough. So he was mocking things like that. And so I just think, you know, that kind of followed him throughout his whole life, because as you were saying before, he always felt like he wasn't deserving like what happened with Wrightstrom was his fault like he you know wouldn't be deserving of the throne had Wrightstrom not come back or whatever like he he just never felt like he was enough yeah and here he found someone who he truly felt he was enough for yeah and I, I I didn't get the sense of like it's funny because I didn't get the sense with Cade that like he felt like he wasn't good enough for for holly like i feel like a lot of the other guys felt that way but he was like nah i'm great yeah. <laughs> like, actually you're lucky you're with me yeah yeah i love yeah, even, his confidence even though he had like little insecurities he had a couple insecurities it reminded me of that part where um they were talking about what it takes to be to be an assassin and then Holly said, mentioned something about, oh, I think you just need bronze over brains or something like that. And he felt, like, so offended. Like, oh. Yeah. No, and I love that Holly even saw, like, as you said, it's insecurity. Um, she saw that he was searching up what certain math 
terms meant because she talked about them and he wanted to know what she was talking about. And that's when I was like, you know what, this boy, I'm calling him a boy, like he's on a 900, I don't know, he's almost a millennia, right? He's almost a thousand years old. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm he calling old. him a boy. But, like, he was such a sweetheart. And, like, he was so sweet and so cute. Well, you know what? There's two kinds of intelligence, right? There's actual, like, intelligence, like, math and science and such. And there's emotional intelligence, which I do think what's funny here is that he is very emotionally intelligent. Like, he knew what Holly needed at, at all times. You can feel that he's a very compassionate person. And Holly, it's like the opposite, you know? Like, she's got the brains, but, you know, she's not always capable of understanding what people feel or, you know, like, I just... I thought that was really interesting how, you know, in, in, at the end of the day, one of them is not more important than the other. I you agree. Know? Like, Yeah. And I think that's why they complement each other so well, because like you said, their intelligence lies elsewhere. Like they're both smart in other areas. And yeah. Mm. Did you have any monsters, S? I just feel like um, the monster for Cade was his guilt. That he carried guilt, for, yeah. Like, what, nine, nine centuries? And also, maybe not necessarily a monster, but the fact that Holly doesn't feel like she quite belongs like sure she no longer feels like she belongs with the humans but she I don't get the feeling that she also feels like she belongs with the Valkyries so I think I think that's kind of interesting how even at the end of the book you're you still don't really get that feeling like she's still kind of searching for okay well how do I how do I combine those two parts of my life like how do I combine those two parts of myself because sure you're a valkyrie now but she was a human for like 23 years you know like so i just think that was really interesting how she never really figured out where her place truly was i mean it was with Cade, obviously like that was obvious but you know like as far as like in this lore where do i belong and i just think that's an interesting question because like sometimes you just really don't figure that out you know <laughs> like sometimes you just like i don't i don't listen i don't know where <laughs> i'm supposed to go yeah no i feel like everyone can relate to that statement it's like it's a hard thing to figure out and some as you said some people don't ever figure out where they belong and yeah i think holly was a relatable character like she was so relatable but like you said as like his guilt was a monster for him because it was like his driving force of his decision making and his decisions ultimately caused him more harm than good um but yeah I totally agree I think the monster for him was his guilt as well and his fear of failure as well because like he's been failing Rydstrom he thinks he's been failing Rydstrom for so long and then it causes him to do stupid things and make stupid decisions and it's just it's a tough one. <laughs> oh my gosh. And when he um when they made that bet that, you know, he couldn't make her, you know, find release uh-huh. in under three minutes, minutes and then she would yeah. not wear panties. And then this girl, he like they went shopping and then he was like, No, you're gonna try on these jeans without panties until like he obviously gave me back. I was like, That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, no, I was dying at like the little like the teenage girls in the next room over, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this no, is we're talking about him." <laughs> yeah. that must so go to his head. Like yeah. he sounds gorgeous. Oh yeah, and everyone knows it. Am I wrong, or is like is Cade and Mur- like are Cade and Murdoch the men that are described as the most beautiful out of them all? I believe so. Yeah, Murdoch is like the ladies' man. Murdoch is like yeah. The ladies, yeah, Ooh. the ladies men. Like, he's described as, like, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Kate, Kate too. So, I don't know what that says, but I just felt the need to say that. <laughs> I didn't picture him as a blonde. But, yeah, no, I kept picturing dark hair for some reason. And I always, like, took a moment well, to be like, oh, wait, actually, he's blonde. Well, if, it, if the guy on the cover has brown hair, I mean, it's kind of hard not to picture him with brown hair. <laughs> like, why is the cover, like, why, why does the cover not match the character? hello yeah i don't know i hate I, that hurts me but like he's he's a dark he's the dark hair kind of guy to me yeah like, he, like his personality doesn't fit blonde yeah he gives me the dark hair <laughs> I'm vibes sorry. 
All right, I think it's time for our rankings. Doom, doom, doom. Okay, well, 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 <laughs> that came out really southern. <laughs> We're ending this with a southern accent. Well, folks. <laughs> um, can I just say something first? Yes. There's just someone I really want to shout out because, okay, so this book deals with OCD, right? Yes. Um, and I, I just think mental health in romance novels especially is like really important and I think that some people do it amazingly well I, I don't think it was such a big deal in this book but I just wanted to say that if you like this aspect of, of romance novels and you want to read more um, there's this author called Nikki James and every single book she writes it, she writes MM so if you don't read MM then that's not for you but if you do please check her out because she always, always talks about mental health in her books, whether it's depression. She has a whole series called um, The Trials of Fear series where every single book um, is about a different character that has a different phobia. So I, I read that series and I learned so much phobias I hadn't even thought of. And, and she shows you how those phobias um, affect not just someone's love life, but someone's professional life someone's social life like it's just it's so interesting and you know she doesn't necessarily wrap it up in a pretty little bow either like you kind of get the feeling that it's a journey that these characters are on and and they have a partner along with them which eases some of the the weight but doesn't necessarily make it go away you know what I mean so I just think she deals with it in amazing ways she also has a book called um love me whole which is about um, a character that has disassociative um, identity, identity disorder, so DID, um, which is incredible. So, I don't know. I just wanted to shout her out because I don't think she's very well known. And I just think she, she's doing really incredible things. And she's a great writer. So, she should definitely be read more. Oh, I'll be checking her out then for sure. <laughs> now that that's done, let's rank some men and women. <laughs> <Woo -woo. laughs> Who wants to go first? You want to go first, Steph? Me? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, why not? <clears throat> All right. So, okay, are we doing females or males first? Uh, let's go female this time around. All let's, right. Let's mix things up. All right. So, holding top spot. I don't know. We do bottom up, right? I always get this messed up. No, no top. Do, I think we do top, top, yeah, bottom. bottom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. First spot. No one's a bottom in this series. <laughs> No. <laughs> okay. Top spot is Mariketta. Second, okay. um, Holly. And then Katerin, Mist, Naomi, and then Emma. Okay, so it would be Mariketta, then Holly, then Mist, then Katerin, then Emma, then Naomi. Marge okay. is like, wait. Mine... <laughs> mine is there's some in there that I'm not quite sure about but whatever missed that didn't change and then I have Katerin and Holly as a tie in second place I don't know who I prefer between the two then Mary Kitta, Emma and Naomi I think I messed it up I think Naomi should have been below I think I Holly might be a little, like, a few steps ahead of, of Katarine, but I'm putting them as a tie because okay. I, I don't want to choose. Okay. <laughs> All right. Time for the males. So top spot still is Conrad. And then second, um, Kate and Bowen are tied. Like, I couldn't figure out um, which one I liked more. I love them both. And I just, as soon as I thought maybe I'd put one below it, I was like, actually, no. So, Conrad, and then Cade Bowen, and then Nikolai, Sebastian, and then Lachlan. That's my order. Okay, As, let's hear yours. Your judgment. I'm feeling it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I think for me, it's going to be Bowen and then Cade. Bowen, Cade. I think I'm going to leave Lachlan third. <laughs> Nikolai. I don't I know. I just <laughs> Um, I think Conrad and then Sebastian. Oh, or those two can be flipped either or. They can battle wow. out, battle it out between the last two spots. That hurt. Okay, 
That hurt. Mine is mine is Nikolai. Still surprise, surprise, <laughs> surprise, surprise. He's my top boo. Cade, Conrad, and then Bowen and Ty. Sebastian, Lackland. But can I just say that next time we record Immortals After Dark, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, there might be a change. Spoiler alert. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited that. to hear your thoughts. And I'm excited to hear my own thoughts because I'm, I'm curious to see if my opinion will change. I have a feeling I'm, go- I'm going to be the only one gushing. <laughs> Yeah. You, you guys are going to be like, nah. <laughs> it's fine. It will just become the Marjorie podcast where I just <laughs> talk about this book. Like, It'll just be worse. you next episode. And you'd be like, Marge, so what do you think about this? Oh, Marge, I really well, enjoyed this. let me this. tell you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my so, God. So, wait. So, question for Seth. The yes. first time you read Rydstrom's Re- book, did you like it? No. no, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Did you? What book did you? <clears throat> what, bro, what brother did you like more, Kate or Wrightstrom the first time around? Kate. Or is it just a Kate? Oh, okay. Kate. Can I just ask a question though? Mm-hmm. Yes. What you didn't like was it really Wrightstrom or was it Sabine? I think it was Sabine. Which is exactly why I love this book. <laughs> so I think I think the reasons why you don't like this book are the reasons why I loved it. Like, I did that. Interesting. We'll I'm curious to see what our next episode will be like then because, yeah, yeah I'm excited. All right, so. We might have some heated debates, everyone. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we promise it won't be a hate rant. Like, we won't do that. Are there any lasting remarks you had about this book? Any quotes you wanted to share? Anything. Okay, so let's say if you girls were Valkyrie, um mm-hmm. what would be your valkyrie name oh marjorie oh. the the oh what? my god Seth, the, you can't like expect us to have an answer <laughs> like that okay so five. let's 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 think about it and then for the next so we episode. have like Catter in the cold mm-hmm. we have missed the missed the coveted missed the coveted, the coveted. we have mary Ketta, the she's not awaited. a valkyrie the awaited, and then next, next the suit well, yeah. um, next the soothsayer. Um, Holly the bright, no Holly the bright. Holly the bright. Um, Emma of the three. Isn't Emma the unlikely? Wasn't Emma the unlikely? Oh, I thought it was of the three, because she was like Valkyrie, vampire, and no, she Wally. had her Valkyrie name. Oh, well, the unlikely then. <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like this is like choosing a DJ name. This is like huge. <laughs> okay, so let's... Or like let's, a porn star name. Let's, let's think about <laughs> I don't it. I freaking know. Let's think about it and then we'll answer for the next Immortals After Dark. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I really, I don't know, suffer the the weirdo. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Say no. That has to be a badass name. Jeez, but we're not badass at all. <laughs> let's pretend. Let's the most excitement I get is like reading a book. It will, it will be like Seth, the raging fangirl. <laughs> oh god! So let's let's think about it for the next episode. Okay, fine. Okay, we'll think about cool. it. This is cool. Well, uh, we will check back in next Immortals After Dark yeah. book episodes. On yes. Well, this is it for this episode of Romance and the Monsters. I hope you enjoyed. Um, next week, we're not sure what we're reading yet, so check, make sure to check your social media to figure that out. Um, you can find us on social media at Romance and the Monsters podcast on Instagram or the RTM pod on Twitter. You can also email us at Romance and the Monsters podcast at gmail.com. And you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Bows and Lovers. And you can find me, S, on Instagram and Twitter at But This Book. And you can find me, Seth, um, on Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. If you had the chance to listen to our podcast and love what you've heard so far, please consider leaving us a review at any podcast apps. We'd really appreciate it. 
hope you enjoyed our discussion of <laughs> desires after deaths. Okay, we need to get better at closing this thing off. Because this is so we late. That, we say that literally every single time. I know. And we don't get better at it. So I feel like it's just expected at this point that we're bad. We're bad. bad. Yeah. Um, but anyways, see you next week, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully it's an interesting book. We'll let you know when we figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.